Hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Hard, 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 hardcore, hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Booty, booty, booty buffet. Hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Mocha fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in weird AF news. Storm the Loch Ness and find that monster is now an event following the success of the Area 51 storming. And a supermarket worker vanished 10 years ago. Apparently he was trapped behind a cooler the whole time they just found the body. German daycares under police protection after plans to stop serving pork in the daycares. These are the weird stories for Thursday. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. We're a- 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 a. I need someone. I need to hire someone to do my intros for me. <laughs> interns, baby, interns. Yeah, I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're a loyal fan. Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Tell your boss. But don't listen at work unless you want to get in trouble. Okay? I don't want to lead to you being fired, and then you have nothing to do all day but smoke weed and listen to Weird AF News. Wait, on second thought, that sounds like a lovely way to spend your time. Let's get into the story, shall we? I would amp. Yay! Storm Loch Ness. After raiding Area 51, people now want to hunt the legendary Loch Ness monster. Storm the Loch! (laughs) Weeks after a call went out on Facebook for people to storm Area 51. You guys remember that, right? I did a story on that. People wanting to hop the fence at Area 51 and steal the alien bodies from the custody of the United States military. Uh, Area 51 is the top-secret United States military site in the in the Nevada desert that apparently is hiding alien bodies and alien spacecraft. Well, a Facebook event was created to storm Area 51, and so many people signed up for it. Like, I think it was like a million people that the government had to issue a statement saying, please don't storm Area 51. We have guns. <laughs> I covered that. Well, a similar event has been organized to find the Loch Ness Monster. A.K.A. That Big Boy. I didn't know they called the Loch Ness Monster That Big Boy. But that's what it says on the event. Find that big boy. The Loch Ness Monster is apparently alive and well. Hiding out in Scotland. Setting off alarms. Showing up in people's Instagram boomerangs. No, I'm just kidding. But this event invited people last week to storm Loch Ness. The freshwater lake in the Scottish Highlands, whose most fabled tenant is said to be an underwater creature related to a dinosaur, perhaps. Nessie can't hide from us all, the Facebook event says, echoing the Area 51 event that was set up earlier in June. They can't stop us from finding the Loch Ness Monster. Although a joke, the Area 51 invitation drew 1.9 million RSVPs. Yeah, it was more than a million prompted a slightly ominous response from the U.S. Air Force, which noted that the military still tests and trains combat aircraft in that area, so do not hop the fence, everybody. The Scottish event to find Loch Ness Monster apparently has been organized out of California, having over 20,000 people RSVPing. Well, I can't speak today. This has prompted the Royal National Lifeboat Institution to weigh in on this. A spokeswoman for the Lifeboat Institute told the media 
There's really no need to storm Loch Ness, given that it is actually open to the public 24-7, 365 days a year. Yeah, you can just kind of come here if you want. You don't have to storm it. There's no fence around it. Hilarious. For another, the Loch Ness Station of the Royal National Lifeboat Institution said on its Facebook page, With no U.S. Army involved, Loch Ness looks a little less hazardous than storming Area 51, but here we have our own set of problems. They warned that storming the lake would be an ugly venture for participants because, well, first of all, the lake is very deep and it's too cold. And in that area, the weather's quite unpredictable. And if the curious get into trouble, the lifeguards don't have space on their boat to rescue this many visitors who storm the lake. <laughs> I love how they're taking a funny response to it. They're like, I have a twist on it. Different point of view. You got to give it up to the Scots for being hilarious. You want some specs on the lock? It's 230 meters deep. How many feet is that, Jonesy? I'm an American. Oh, it's 750 feet deep. It's more than twice the height of Big Ben. It stretches for miles in the Glenmore Valley, bisecting the Scottish Highlands. The water is 42 degrees Fahrenheit on average, and weather at the lock can change within minutes, with waves rising as high as 13 feet, the lifeguards say. Some people commented on the Facebook page that you should know if you're looking for old Nessie. She's believed to be a female. To be sure, Loch Ness has been a prime spot for tourists wishing to see this monster of myth since 1933, when visitors first described seeing a creature in the water as a monster. The following year, the New York Times reported on Nessie in 55 articles, and hardly a week went by that year without a supposed sighting. More recently, headlines in 2016 stirred up the myth again. After researchers found 180 meters down on the lake bed, a 30-foot prop of a Loch Ness monster made for the 1970 Billy Wilder film, The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes. But fascinated by the world's secret, inaccessible and mysterious spaces, people have come up with more places to storm. How about raiding Fort Knox while the United States government was distracted? Let's find some gold bars. And some people are talking about maybe storming the Bermuda Triangle because it can't swallow all of us. (laughs) Whoever wrote this article has got a good sense of humor. This is pretty funny. I love how they're like, yeah, you know, you don't have to storm it. Anybody can come here. It's not a big deal. It's, uh, it's open 24-7. It's the wilderness. <laughs> it's free. But hey, man, this is one of those things where like, you know, I, I'm a, I love the paranormal. I'm all for it. Shit, I host a weird AF news story. I listen to UFO podcasts, this sort of thing. I'm an educated person in that area. But I'm also a skeptic. I don't believe there's a Loch Ness Monster. I don't believe there's a dinosaur type of organism still on the planet. Like, really? These things were extinct 70 million years ago. You think there's one just lingering 70 million years? This is not how nature works. <laughs> you know, you, you don't just hang on. This, this one example, 70 million years later. To put it in perspective, we there are, there are like veins of the human species that have not survived a half a million years. They die off. Neanderthal, for instance. And there was a lot of them within the past million years on the earth. A lot of them. You mean this small family of Nessie-type dinosaurs were living in this lake for, uh, you know, since 
69 million years ago. Just kind of been procreating this small little group, <laughs> keeping it going, keeping it going. Meanwhile, we've, you know, 95% of animal life has been put to extinction. A lot of it by human predation, etc. on the planet. Something like 97% of of life, of like species in total since the earth has been around is not, it's just gone. Just not there. We're like slipping by with like 3% right now or something. I think this is what I've read. Um, I'm no expert though. You don't, don't quote me on these things. Just take them with a grain, with a grain of salt, baby. Uh, yeah. So how is this one little dinosaur going to be hanging out? People have probably seen some weird shit, but it's not that. I don't know what it is. I see weird things all the time. I don't go running around telling people it's dinosaurs flying through the air. All right, I went way too long with this. Maybe you believe in old Nessie. Maybe you're going to storm the lock. Just be careful. Wear your floaties. Dress warm. Put a scarf on. And by the way, take some photos and video. All of this talk of Nessie, where's the video? We all got a smartphone on us. That's the same issue with the Bigfoot. Everyone's talking about Bigfoot. No, this is Bigfoot. Okay, we all have a video camera on us all the time. Where's the video? No video. No happen. A body found in a supermarket has been identified as an employee who disappeared 10 years ago. This is a freaky ass story. So contractors were working in the now vacant building that used to be a supermarket in Iowa. They started to remove the former store's long empty shelving units and the coolers and they made an absolutely terrifying discovery. A human body that the authorities believe could have been in the store for years. Investigators could not immediately determine the person's sex or age or whether their death was caused by physical trauma. The body was sent to the Iowa State Medical Examiner's Office for an autopsy, and on Monday, state officials identified the deceased as Larry Eli Marillo Moncada, long name, who was reported missing almost 10 years ago. Moncada was 25 years old at the time of his disappearance and was an employee at the No Frills supermarket where his body was found. The police department said that his parents reported him missing November 28, 2009. It was a snowstorm at the time. He left with no shoes, no socks, no keys, no car. His mother, Anna, told the media that he'd gone to work two days earlier, the night of Thanksgiving, and seemed disoriented when he came home the next morning. She took him to a doctor who prescribed an antidepressant, but she said that he started hearing voices that told him to eat sugar. He felt his heart was beating too hard and thought if he ate sugar, his heart would not beat so hard. Now, this is very weird. Shortly after he vanished, he said that somebody was following him and he was scared. Former supermarket employees confirmed that sometimes workers would climb into the space above the coolers, which was also used for storage. Investigators think that after he ran out of his parents' home, he may have pulled himself on top of the coolers, but somehow fell behind them and became trapped. Looks like he fell 12 feet inside the 18-inch wide space between the coolers and the, and the wall. The coolers were so loud, there's probably no way anyone heard him screaming. Moncada was identif identified using DNA from his parents. According to the, de to the results of the autopsy, his death was deemed to be accidental. After a decade of wondering what could have happened or wondering whether he could still be out there somewhere, this brings the worst kind of closure for his remaining family members. Rest in peace, Larry. Yes, indeed. Rest in peace, Larry. This is a crazy thing to happen. I mean, imagine... I thought when I got into the story that it was going to be he went he was at, he was just at work and he fell behind the cooler while at work and then sort of disappeared and nobody found him but obviously he was dealing with some sort of 
mental disorder as well. Um, and people with mental disorders, man, they, they, they disappear. They run out. You got you to gotta keep them on a leash, man, for real. They take off all their clothes. They run into the lake. You don't know what they're going to do. This poor, this poor guy's family. It's got to be rough. You know, someone just disappears for 10 years and, and no clues, no nothing. I mean, living with that mystery, it's it's good that they get some closure. To, they know what happened, you know, because the idea that he may be out there somewhere suffering, still alive, who knows, lost in another country. I don't know. It's a decade. You can get pretty far in 10 years. It just hopefully brings some closure to the family. Um, and it's a, it's a message about mental illness, you know, for real. It's very, it's not a laughing matter. For real. And if you know somebody with mental illness, you got to get them help. I know a lot of comedians with mental illness. And uh, it's just, it's a thing in my industry, for sure. For sure. And it's very concerning. And uh, sometimes getting on these pills can help. Uh, but a lot of time it begins with just, you know, discussions, talking, reaching out, letting know that, letting them know you're there and you support. So if you know somebody that's like kind of suffering, get to them. Get to them early. Don't think about, hey, now I have time. Because like Larry, the person could just walk out the door tonight and never be seen again. Very tender ending to this story, I know. But sometimes we got we to gotta go there. We have to support each other, my fellow weirdos. I know some of you may think that I have a mental illness, but rest assured, I'm, I'm living with it and I'm, I'm putting it to good use, I think. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> no, I don't have any clinical diagnoses, but you know, uh, my friends certainly think I'm off the wall. I'm okay with that. German daycares are under police protection after plans to stop serving pork. That's a weird one. Plans to no longer serve children the pork, <laughs> pork or gelatin-containing products like gummy bears at two daycare centers in the eastern German city of Leipzig prompted a wave of criticism online and made headlines across the country. The media first reported about the daycare's proposal, saying the centers decided to make the changes out of consideration to two Muslim children. Okay, so there's Muslim children attending these centers, so they thought they would take away the pork. Out of respect for a changing world, only pork-free meals and snacks will be ordered and served starting from July 15th, read a letter that was sent to all the parents of the students at this center. Responses to the plans grew so heated that the local police decided to park patrol cars outside both of the daycare centers to protect against possible dangers. By the evening, the director of the two centers said they were putting the plans on hold for now following the outrage. The daycare center director, Wolfgang <laughs> Schaefer. Wolfgang? They're still naming people Wolfgang in Germany? I'm astounded by that. I thought that was a really... I thought even for German, you know, standards, that's an old school name. Wolfgang? This is my son, Wolfgang. Oh, and this is my other son, Helmut. <laughs> Those have to be the funniest German names. Helmut. Yes, I've, I've been named after a protective head covering. Wolfgang. The daycare center director, Wolfgang, said, We've been overwhelmed by the whole thing. We're going to put this on hold. 
pretty smart. Smart move, Wolfgang. Somebody who's way up on the far right in Germany, I can't pronounce her name, she described this as cultural subjugation, honing in on reports that the daycares made the decision out of respect for Muslim children. Here's a quote from her. Imagine if German children in Riyadh fought for their right to currywurst and forced the majority of society to change their diet, she said, referring to a popular variation of German sausage. Currywurst. That sounds delicious. I love sausage. A German politician for the center-left Social Democrats, who is of Palestinian descent, said the measure may have been well-intentioned, but did little to include Muslims. If daycares, schools, and other such, such institutions would rather serve vegetarian food instead of meat, that's fine with me. I am only against it whenever they say, it's out of respect to Muslims. Well, why are you, why are you against that? Don't you want a hold for the helicopter? Unbelievable. Shaking my whole place? How low are you flying, asshole? Okay, so they're they're up in arms because it's out of respect of Muslims? I don't understand it. Okay, uh, from schnitzel to sausages to gelatin containing gummy bears, many classic German dishes contain parts taken from pigs. In many daycares and schools, children who do not... Who do not... Do not Get it together, Jonesy. Many children who do not eat certain meats due to religious re reasons, allergies, or other dietary restrictions are often offered an alternative. That's fine. You can be offered an alternative. As for the parents of the children at the daycare, several said they agreed with the daycare's decision to forego pork. One mother, though, said that the debate was absurd and that her four-year-old daughter doesn't notice anyway if if what she's eating has pork in it. I mean, yeah, I guess that's if you're dealing with gelatin products, but what about straight up pork? You know, there's not going to be any bacon served here. It's not allowed here. Like, I think your child would notice if there's no bacon available anymore. Bacon is something that you carry around with you. If you like it, it's part of your world. You notice when it's missing. It's like, it's really, it really is absurd though. Let's be real. You offer non-pork options. That's called being reasonable. You create, if it's, this, if it's that serious, you create a pork-free zone in the cafeteria. That's ridiculous, Jonesy, a pork-free zone. Yeah, well, you know what? I have a nut allergy. There was a nut-free zone in the cafeteria when I went to school. Nut-free zones is a thing. They didn't just take nuts out of the entire school. They made a nut-free zone. No nuts allowed in that area. It's not the most helpful thing, but it's a solution that everybody can live with. For crying out loud, you don't have to get crazy, so strict and draconian. By, and I wouldn't feel comfortable if they were like, oh, hey, Jonesy, you're allergic to walnuts? We're going to remove them from the school. If anyone's caught with a walnut, they will be arrested. Like, that's unreasonable. I don't even agree with what's going on in the planes with the peanut situation. I feel bad. I'm like, yeah. Why should everybody else have to suffer because a couple people are allergic to peanuts on the plane? Just be, you know, be reasonable about it. You have a peanuts, a zone where there's no peanuts allowed. Okay, fine. Everybody can live their life. People shouldn't have to make, here's how you make decisions. 
do any of the parties involved have to make a complete 180 life change for this to go through? Or you say, do the majority of the people involved in the in the situation have to make a major life change? If the answer is yes, then you need to scale it back. In this instance, for two children in the whole school, you're going to change the whole policy? That's unreasonable. That's the majority of the people's lifestyle has to change for two people. You can have, there's got to be a better compromise than that. And I'm not being insensitive to somebody's religion by saying there can be a compromise. We all have to live with one another's different ideologies, different handicaps, different wants, needs, and tastes. So when doing so, when trying to figure out a way to all live in harmony, it's called give and take. It's not called take or just give. And part of learning about what it is to be an adult is to learn to sacrifice and to get along and to pay it forward and to just be a reasonable damn person. I've said this a billion times on this show. I don't know why I keep going on about it, honking my horn about reasonableness. But there just seems to be a lack of it in this world, especially when it comes to like administrations, making decisions. I don't see any reason in these decisions. I don't see any rationale on these boards, these school boards, these politicians. It upsets me. Now, of course, I'm not qualified to make decisions like that either, but, you know. It's written on the wall, man. The writing's on the wall. Just be reasonable. (laughs) I'm going to coin that phrase and just get t-shirts made. Send them out to my army of weirdos. Just be reasonable. Hey, maybe you guys disagree with this. Maybe you are of the Muslim persuasion and you think that the entire school should change its protocol for these kids. Like in a big way, like completely remove pork products. Call into Weird AF News, make your case. I listen to everybody. I publish the calls. I want to hear from you. 646-450-2012. International Weird Stories on Weird AF News, bitches. Whenever you need me. I'll be there. I'll be around. That's right. I'm here daily for you. That's what I. That's what I do. Weird AF News host Jonesy here reporting for duty. Hope you like the stories today. Please rate the podcast. Give me a like or whatever the hell you got. Stars? You got stars to give? Unicorn farts? I don't give a shit. Just make it look cool. Give me some love. Join the Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News. Get them bonus episodes, son. Download Jonesy's album. Get the Alligator song for free. Get it as a ringtone. Give it to friends. (laughs) Thank you to Dallas for calling and weighing in on two stories. Dallas called in a couple times. You're back on the grid, baby. And Michael, I'm so... It's so nice to hear from you. And I'm I'm so... your, Your laugh... I was so... It's so lovely to hear your laugh. You have a great laugh, buddy. I was so pleased to hear you laughing about the big booty buffet rem- I would have re- remix. That was a bad one. Big booty remix. Big booty remix. The big booty buffet remix. Yeah, I did that all that shit with my mouth. I got skills. Yeah, I don't even need a producer. I just make my own beats. 
All right, that's enough of that. Thanks for calling in. Feel free to call in anytime, 646-450-2012. I got some like controversial, controversial, controversial stories. If they grab you, if they grab you by the balls or they grab you by the ovaries or they grab you by whatever you got, call into the show. Give me your friggin' opinion. I'm not going to rake you over the coals unless you deserve it. <laughs> I'll let my fans rake you over the coals, though, if you act stupid. And don't drop too many F-bombs when you call, okay? Keep the F-bombs to a minimum. That's all I ask. Uh, follow me on Instagram, at Funny Jones. On Twitter, at Funny Jones. On Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. I post my shows on my social media, so if I'm coming to an area near you, you can come and meet me. Pretty sweet. I'll sign your cleavage, whatever you want me to do. Bring a, bring a shop. Bring a shoppy, as we say in Boston. Yeah, I'll sign your friggin' cleavage with a shoppy. Anything else going on? Oh, yeah, funnyjones at gmail.com. Send me some articles if you feel like it. Florida Friday's tomorrow, so bring me, bring me them Florida shits. Although, thank you to uh, Ryan Sprague, who already sent me like a dozen stories, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty over, the, over the limit for tomorrow. But uh, it's nice to have more to choose from, so yeah. I'm always open. The store's always open, guys. Funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also send a donation there. Apparently, I have a Google wallet now. Set it, I set it up so you can send me a, a Google Pay. I can receive that shit. I'm not asking you for anything. I'm just saying it's available for there if you're into it. <laughs> Want to make out? Call me. <laughs> Hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Love it, Jonesy. Jay, love it. <laughs> love the remix, Jonesy. It's absolutely awesome. Okay, now moving on to your stories. Uh, the parents that got sent the letter about, uh, they were going to be, uh, reported to DHS so that their kids would get <laughs> basically repossessed by the county. Okay. $22,000 in, uh, arrears on their lunch money. And that letter was sent out to a thousand parents. That's basically $22 per family. That's not a lot of money, but I'll bet you that there were a lot of families that were back, uh, on back pay, uh, you know, that were back on their, um, fees, a lot of money, and just some families that were back just a few dollars. They made a mistake in the way they did it because they should have just sent that letter out to the people that were, um, owing the school system lots of money instead of sending it out to everyone. You don't have to send it out to everyone who owns a li- owes a little bit of money, okay? Just send it home to the folks that owe hundreds of dollars, and that's the way you get around that. Okay, next issue, um, the Guinness uh, Book of World Records, they allow breaks um, every hour or every two or four hours for their records because they have to allow people safety. If you've got a record for standing, they'll allow people sit-down breaks for records for standing so that they don't get, uh, you know, worn out from these kinds of things. Even records for dancing, they let people sit down. If you've got records for sitting on a toilet, they'll give you uh, stand-up breaks so that you don't get blood clots in your legs like you would if you're sitting too long on an airplane. Uh, it's crazy that uh, 
Guinness does these kinds of things, but they have to have safety involved in these things. So, you know, sitting on a toilet, nope, they're going to let you have breaks for safety reasons. Guinness does those kinds of things. So, uh, Jonesy, uh, you know, you think it would just be 168 hours straight or whatever. Nope, they let you stand up every so, so many hours. Um, so it seems kind of bogus, I agree with you in that, but they do allow you um, breaks for sleeping. Even if it's for how long you can stay awake, they give you rest periods. Nuts, but uh, I'm, I'm sort of with you on it, but they have to have safety. Hey, Jonesy, Dallas from Minnesota. I got some comments on, on your stories today. Um, hey, but first of all, it's about the, the vegan experiment. I don't understand how eating a squirrel at all is going to teach someone the dangers of veganism. And veganism is dangerous. It really is. It's just as dangerous as being on a completely 100% meat diet. Our bodies are not made to eat just vegetables. Just like our bodies are not made to eat just meat, makes you incredibly ill. If you've ever known vegans, that's exactly what happens. Now, on the flip side, I would love to go to a vegan conference and grill up some steaks right in front of them. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's not really teaching anything at all. In fact, me being a person who loves meat, and I love vegetables as well, I would be disgusted seeing someone eating squirrel, especially the way it was described as fur still on it, yuck. And then on the, on the nudist area of the park, it, you know, that makes as much sense as the story you did. I don't know how long ago it was, but uh, where they were allowed to have, like, drug deals or stuff like that in a, in a portion of a park. Neither one makes sense at all to me. It's, it's, it's idiotic. And, uh, you know, the, the worst part about it is it has to be in a section of the park where the normal people would want to go. You know, it's not going to be trapped in the back of the park with all the fucking bugs and, you know, mosquitoes and stuff like that. It's going to be in a decent section of the park because you know, you're not going to be wanting to be nude and get bitten all the time. So, you know, you're taking away a section of the park for, for normal people. The other thing is, you know, it, it it's something that deserves to be on private land only. Not something a kid's going to stumble into. Not not something, you know, just like you said, you stumble into it. I wouldn't want to stumble into it. Uh, um, you know, I, I work outside all the time every day, and I don't I don't want to stumble into someone nude, even if it was someone hot. I, I it would just be weird to me. Um, you know, it's it's I don't know. The world's going cuckoo for cocoa puffs. That's all I can say. 